Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Welcome everybody to another episode of Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. We got a whole new, a new different bunch in here today from last week. We're kind of all swapping around. This is I'm Dennis Burns. I'm here in St. Joe at the Northeast Research Station. Got R.L. Frazier. Where are you at, R.L.? I'm in uh, Tallulah today in the Madison office. Right. Got Bruce Garner. Where are you at, Bruce? Bruce, I'm in, uh, Dennis, I'm in West Carroll at, at my office. Okay. Well, you got, on, we're all doing this on teams, and Bruce has got half a tractor in the background. I guess he's, <laughs> you know. You don't want to see the technology guy. guy. He, he figures out how to put them backgrounds. We just got whatever's on the wall behind us. Oh, my That's office is so, is so messy, you don't want to see what's behind me. Well, we got Kylie Miller's not here today. She's She and she and her husband, they bought a, a harvest is starting. I think they bought a work truck, and they've gone to get it today. Uh, she was she called this morning. She said, I can't make it today. And I said, okay. But I got what, I know what, she told me what to say when we get around to the crop report. She told me what oh, to okay. say. Okay. So I got notes here. Hopefully, I won't mess it up. Still taking orders from women, huh? That's it. You know, story of my life. You know, yeah. But uh, Dennis and I joke about that all the time between our wives, and both of us have two daughters. So we've always made the comment we've been taking orders from women all of our life. I hadn't been writing forty years, <laughs> forty some years. I don't. I'd have to count up, but yeah. over forty years, I haven't been right. If yeah. y'all look, if y'all look behind y'all, that's that yellow line y'all just stepped over. Your wives are coming <laughs> after you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. oh well, hey, you gotta have some fun with it. Oh yeah. It's Wouldn't fun. know what to do without them, but I have to pick at them. Oh yeah, you know they're. Uh... Daughters are a, daughters are a wonderful thing. I've got I've got three of them, so. Yeah, you got daughters too. I forget. Yeah, you got daughters. Yeah, I too. forgot about Bruce had all daughters. I got three daughters, and, and uh, like you said, they they all keep me straight. See, but see now, Ariel, now Bruce knew enough to just keep his mouth shut. See, you and I just jumping out there, and he knows. Well, age, you forget things. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'll be reminded of when I get. I was going to say, y'all gonna get reminded. <laughs> she don't know anything about this podcast, so she won't. She won't. <laughs> Nah, well, he ain't gonna listen to this podcast either. So, uh, oh. let's talk a little bit about what everybody's trying to listen to, so we don't get rambled. Now, let's Ariel, let's you and I talk a little bit first, because um, okay. we I went to the field day yesterday. Yeah, we went to the Scott Learning Center up in Scott, Mississippi, and went on their tour, listened to some of their research reports. Uh, it was really interesting. Some really good stuff. Uh, you know, you always learn things that they, you know. Wherever you go, you learn things. Uh, yeah, it was, and uh, and like I said, just as I reckon, what I've been there before, but it's been a long time. And and what got me was they were Dennis in a lot of ways that they're doing the same thing that you're doing on the station, trying to do research, but also trying to do real world applications of mm -hmm. stuff. That's what got me. You know, I mean, they're running field size equipment. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They're not doing 100-foot plots. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they got some of that going on. But it's it's practical, real-world stuff to where 
this is what it's going to look like in your field. Well, and 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 they said that Jay Mahaffey, the director up there, said he said people just call me and say I'd like to like to see this. You know, I'd like to some something. I'd like you know some topic. He said I'd like to see that, and he said we just go out there and we do it. They did a real. The most interesting thing I saw him yesterday was the thing about the soybeans and the skips. Oh, yeah, they, that was cool. They figured out a way. They took a, a I think it was a monosum twin row planter. Yeah. And figured out how to, they blocked up holes in the seed disc to where they uh, could have, make skips out of it. Yeah. You know? And predictable For, skips. Predictable skips. And uh, they had done the math and figured how many the distance and the holes and 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 it actually looking at it in the field and surprisingly some of those skips now these beans were waist high and you couldn't see the skip you couldn't see them you know well this is their second year on it yep their second year and the first year they had some really really low populations. Mm -hmm. Like whole rows skipped, uh, you know, really just a scattered stand across there. And uh, there was no real noticeable difference in their yields, he said. Yeah. Well, and I can tell you here on the station, we've got some, we got a soybean trial down here, the strip trial. It's a variety trial. And we did every, ever so far, ever often, we put a spray lane so we don't have to ride through the plots to spray. And to market, we were planting eight 15-inch rows. We just left one of the center rows out so it's to blank. And I'll tell you what, if you ride back there today, you're going to have to look close to find that skipped row. Yeah. I mean, they filled in, and the beans look really good beside them. I mean, you know, they took advantage of that extra room, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, where's the bottom end? I don't know, mm -hmm. but I think we've been, I think we've pushed, pushed the top maybe further than we need to. Yeah. Uh, I think there's something to leaving some, some opening there to give that plant some room to bush mm -hmm. and not compete for height and bush and still be able to put on yeah. uh, as good a crop. Well, to have the airflow in the, in the, yeah. You're between the plants, um, you start looking at all the things that come into play there by, by well, I'm going to say a, 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 a dirty word here, kind of thinning the stand yeah. um, to where we're we're allowing some airflow and we're allowing that plant to bush out versus being so vertical. Um, mm -hmm. Y'all know as well as I do, is that as those plants get taller and we catch those fall winds that blow 60 miles an hour for, for five mm -hmm. or 10 minutes after, you know, a little gust front comes through and all of a sudden we've got beans lodged up that, that yeah. were that were tall yeah. beans um you know that may be something for us to start thinking about you know as producers uh the height of that bean in respect to what we can do to to keep that height a little bit down uh, well we a producer here in the parish that, that that fought that for years and i mean we well, did some some really low um populations to try to get the plants to stay squat um it was just the ground I mean, there's just a lot of nitrogen in it. Well, and and that was one thing that did come out where they were talking about yesterday about corn, cotton, or soybeans. One thing that 
they everybody in there agreed on is a general rule we're planting too much yeah you know plant populations didn't matter the crop they're generally too much right Right. Uh, and now I know with David Mosley, our soybean specialist, you know, he says you want if you have 50,000 plants in a field evenly spread out, that's as low as you can go. But how many of these fields and y'all ride around, and look, how many of these fields got? Oh, you got five foot one row, you you know, down or toward the end, you got a five foot skip on one row. Right. You know, yeah. and, and I think that's what they're looking at is how much. How much is that affecting us? Because, you know, you run out there and say, well, I got to go and plant that one row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've even seen folks take an earthway cedar and go out there and hand plant it. Mm-hmm. Don't talk one about row. that. I did that a couple of years ago. So <laughs> oh, look, I've seen guys with, with, with you know, a small toolbar with, with one one or two planters on it. Yeah. Spot planting in fields. I mean, I, you yeah, know, yeah. right or wrong. Um Everybody wants a uniform stand. Everybody wants to look pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me give it time. And it'll cover itself up. That's right. It, it, oh. That's the. I think that's the, the key right there is give give Mother Nature the time to let her do her thing. Let me let me say in my defense of using the Earthway cedar, that that was the first really the first year we had the dicamba in the in all the variety trial own farm yeah. variety trial, and we had one or two that wasn't dicamba, and we found them. Y'all found quick. them. We found them eight rows. Took them out. Smoked them. Oh, Dennis, well. Dennis I, I thought you were going to say your wife told you to do it. No, 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 no. She just laughed. When she was here as a researcher, when they first had Roundup and Liberty first came out, she they did a test. She got the cans mixed up. She Never a good this thing. This field day was bare ground. Said, this is what happens when you get them mixed up. Never a good thing. You know, so... All right, let's talk about. Let's you know, talk Dennis, about before we leave this, you know, talking about folks just approaching them. And, you know, we've done some of the same stuff on the station with the peanuts, the canolas, you know, the wide beds, the narrow beds, and all that. Just, you know, what producers talking about. <clears throat> and we're, we tried on the station there. But the one that I really liked was when uh, Jay was talking about the airplane pilot asked him about oh, skip yeah, with a plane. And, they just sat around and figured it out how to take a leaf blower somehow or another and attach it and, and blow the seed out across the field <laughs> randomly to yeah. simulate it coming out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. He said, you'd be surprised how far you can blow rice seed with a <laughs> leaf blower. He said, and then when they really got good was when they pulled the cotton picker up there and hooked the air hose off a cotton picker on it. Mm. how far they could really blow that seed across there yeah. so yeah. you know some of it gets to be fun and you know just trying right. stuff yeah. and that's what i know that's what dennis has tried to do at this station is yeah you got a certain amount of true research that's got to be done but some of it is just real world situations let's just mm. we can just try, try it on the station and and come up with some data yeah it's worth pursuing or no it's not well, and if if we failed, it didn't cost any money. It didn't cost That's the it. producer money. That's it. I mean, we plant an acre of this. That's kind of how we got into peanuts, canola, and that's how we did the what was the fur irrigated rice we did. Yeah. We we struggled. Well, I don't think I don't know that we can make that work, but but anyway, it, I can make it work on a big field. But yeah, 
We couldn't make it work on station, but it made some good pictures, though. That red dye made some good pictures. Oh, it made some good pictures. Some good arrow yeah. pictures when you see all that red water down there. Oh, yeah. You know? But anyway, yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Kylie's first. All right. So I make sure that you know do tell what she did. Okay, in in Catahoula Concordia, they starting to cut a little bit of corn, not a lot. Just you know, kind of probably like tinsel, just getting getting going. Some of it's going in bins. Some of it is burnt up. Um, I mean, what's going? What's being? What's burnt up? Ain't not is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with soybeans. They've cut a few soybeans that were burned up, and that's really not good. So it's, I think you know, listening to her, we were talking, irrigated, good ground is going to be good corn. You know, the rest, good depending on the ground, depending on where it's irrigated. Overall, I think it's from what talking to her, it's going to be like tensile. It's going to be average. Nothing I think good. I think I can say the same thing for East Carroll and, and Madison. You know, we've got some that's been cut. I do not know of any beans that's been cut, not saying that they're not. Uh, I have heard of some beans that were to be sprayed this week, to be mm-hmm. cut, you know, the next week or so. Uh, the corn, depending on if it was irrigated or non-irrigated, Good and bad, you know, folks ask what kind of crop we're going to have. We're going to have good, we're going to have bad, and so we'll settle out somewhere what we would normally consider an average year. Nothing spectacular. I don't believe, Now, I may be surprised. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be more of an average year. It's either going to be really good or really bad, and so then when it's, it's all said and done, it's going to average out. Yeah. What do you think, Bruce? Well, in, in East Carroll and Morehouse, excuse me, West Carroll and Morehouse, I've got a lot of polypipe piled up um, from cornfields. Uh, we're getting, I don't, we haven't had any that's been cut yet that I'm, that I'm aware of. Well, maybe, maybe a test strip or two, um, but nothing, nothing, at least on the corn side. We're getting close. A lot of corn's at black layer um, and we're just, we're drying down. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with y'all. I think yields are going to be average um to below average uh, and it's going to depend on the field i mean we've had some that were um most most of the corn that i had in the two parishes were on irrigated ground so not some of not a lot of it was on dry land i can I, I think of a field or two that was dry land um there this it's coming to an end like i said we'll probably see some in the next week or two Maybe some some corn being cut, you know, a little bit further north, a little bit later planted stuff. Soybeans, I've looked at a lot of fields the last week. Um, me and RL talked about this earlier. I, I'm still seeing pods that aren't quite filling out like I feel like they should. Um, I think we're still having some elevated nighttime temperatures that are causing these plants to to kind of hold off and not not rest at night. Uh, one thing I did see. Uh, in over in Morehouse this past week, um, probably nematode pressure, um, beans cutting out um, in a field. Uh, you know, that you get start getting those spotty spots in the field that are cutting out. I'm uh, pretty sure it's nematode pressure. Uh, some sandy, sandy ground. So you know, it kind of to be expected there. Um, I, I'm 
kind of kind of holding my breath for, for the bean crop in both parishes um, just just because of some of these nighttime temperatures um, a lot of water going out a lot of guys pumping like they like they're really really hard um, you know we're kind of at that critical stage for beans cotton is is really I mean I'm I'm being kind of concerned about some of the cotton because again not high nighttime temperatures um, we're probably at peak bloom right now across two parishes um, and here we are with 80 degree temperatures. I, I was outside this morning at six o'clock and it was 83 degrees at six o'clock mm -hmm. this morning. So, you know, you know, your nighttime temperatures wasn't most, wasn't much off of that. So, um, you know, it's a critical time of the year. Yeah. And the thing that concerns me in the last, this week, I know of, well, I know of one that was sprayed, I know of several that were sprayed for red banded stink bug. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I talked to grower, called me this morning. He's got red bandits and he's got loopers. And uh, I talked to Tyler Tolls, our entomologist, and talked to him about it. And, you know, and that's that's a concern. And I, I know what beans we checked here on the station, what others I've looked at in the field. You're seeing red band is in some cases you're seeing one and maybe a couple nymphs, yeah. you know, but you start this could get real expensive really fast on a four crop. And when you add in, what'd you figure it cost for water oil? Well, our original figures we done about 10 years ago, we had calculated it somewhere between 12 and $15 an acre per watering. Just considering the increase in fuel prices now, we're somewhere between twenty-five to thirty dollars an acre. If you be honest with yourself, per watering per mm. per acre, so not cheap to irrigate, but you can't afford not to either. Yeah. Well, that's it. They got you got to survive. And this was this is though a good year to show you bring those you get those moisture sensors back out and dust them off and put them back in the ground so that um, it'll help you time some of that waterings yes sir i've had i got five sets and i've had all five of them in the ground at one time luckily as i started picking my corn ones up some of the one of the other ones went down so i'm gonna replace it with one that come out of corn uh i've got one that's been in the field we put it in in january monitored it through wheat harvest pulled it up long enough for them to harvest wheat and replant their beans and then back down and probably will leave it there. I'd love to leave it after, all the way through being harvest, but and through the winter, but I'll have to pick it up for him to harvest it. And then uh, put it back in maybe. Just monitoring a year long water. I think that that'll show. We've got, I got one out in a cover crop in waterproof, put in this year and it's surprising how well, just the, help, the cover crop kind of helped hold it yeah. here longer. It's been watered, being watered the second time, and um, but it's planned. The plan is for it to be in year round. Yeah, uh, you know we were talking about the, the the insect pressure, and you know Dennis, you and I noticed planes flying everywhere when we came in yesterday. Mm -hmm. you know, all up Arkansas and all that. Got a bad report last night. I don't know exactly where it happened at, but it was supposedly two plane, two crop planes crashed. Ooh. Uh, shaky on the details thinking 
again, it was shaky, but uh, the way I understood it, that they actually two planes collided. Mm. Uh, that's, that's what I had heard is that, that there were, it was a midair collision between two planes. There was also a young pilot um, up in uh, up in Arkansas that lost his life this past weekend to flying. Um, yeah, I mean that we yeah I keep those families in our prayers. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's a hard time of the season for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they pushing so hard. We understood that basically one was landed and one was taken off, and the the wings caught. Mm-hmm. They think's what happened. Uh, so yeah, they 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 pushing trying to meet the needs of the producers and you know it's it's life. I mean you know. Not yeah. putting blame on anybody no more than us running up and down the road trying to meet our customers' needs. It's just, it's life, but you got to remember them and, and think about them. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got anything else we want to talk about? Got some field days coming up, don't we? Yeah. Let me get my list here. Okay. Let's say the rolling crop tour is august the 10th that's going to be in a vols parish um for more you know and all these things i'm just going to list off the dates and stuff uh that's justin dufour down there the county agent down there um anybody wants more information just contact one of us uh but it's the rolling crop tour is august the 10th and, and it's in a vols sweet potato field day will be a chase at the sweet potato Ch- research station uh it is august 18th it starts at 8 a.m that's usually a good field especially if you're in sweet potatoes um oh this this no next friday august the 5th here at the northeast research station marcy wilson is the horticulture agent is going to have her is going to have a field day and she is going to focus on um louisiana old louisiana plant seed savers that they're bringing trying to bring back and get seed for she's got a whole bunch down there and they're also going to have taste testing so if you want to come taste not sure what you're going to taste but come taste anyway that's going to be at nine o'clock on august 5th the beef field day is in marouge september the 15th starting at 8 30 and y'all know where that is yeah, it's, it's between Marouge and Bastrop, um, along along there on Highway Two. Uh, okay. Was it starts? It I don't even know. We got a start time on chat. Eight thirty, I think. Eight thirty right. registration. Registration, something like that. That's all. That's all I got on my notes. Which we're kind of busy for this time of year. So, uh, as always, you know, we've got a blog now. We have a YouTube channel. We're put. We're gonna. Put a bunch of row rice we're gonna make a bunch of row rice videos next week bruce did one earlier kind of explaining what we were going to do um kylie's got a really good video uh it's going to be fixed today to be released on planting green she and james Hendricks planted last spring into some into volunteer peanuts and grass and everything in the world and I mean, it was, it looked like your yard and they planted into it and the bean sprayed it, killed it all. And the beans came up, got a good stand, pretty interesting stuff. She's got some good videos of it. So, uh, that's, uh, that, that's going to be coming out. We've also got our Twitter account and we now have an inst. Well, we got Instagram, Instagram, 
soon as we figure out how to work it, we'll we'll be posting. Facebook it. page. Oh yeah. See, We're that's trying to we catch need. up with social media. That's where we need our daughters, right there. Yes, right there. That's, that's exactly. what we need our daughters for. They, they know all about that. We're too old to be learning how to do all this stuff. But anyway, y'all keep up with us. If you need something, contact us. You've all, you know, we're, you got our information. We're easy to find. Just call one of us and tell you what you need. And if we don't know it, we'll send you to somebody that does know. There you go. All right. Appreciate you listening. Anybody got Thank y'all. Thank you much, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.